What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. to episode 77 of the Fretzelmania podcast on Dependence Day. On the 4th of July, the Un-Americans have some less than favorable things to say about the United States. Also, Edge and the American hero himself, Hulk Hogan, challenge Billy and Chuck for the Tag Team Championships. Kurt Angle challenges The Undertaker for the Undisputed Championship. And Y2J Chris Jericho wrestles this young rookie named John Cena. All that and more this week on the Fretzelmania Podcast on Wrestle Attic Radio, the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. What's up, peeps? Mr. Fretz here. Uh, before I get into SmackDown from 2002... I just want to congratulate the Kings of the Rings podcast for celebrating 300 episodes of their podcast. What a monumental feat. Uh, I just want to thank you guys. Uh, King Ricky Rose, Willie T, the Queen Bee themselves, Kay Murphy, and the former third mic of the show, and still good brother, Dusty Dave, for being a positive part of my life, whether I'm spamming the live chat on on twitter live in terrashock towers whether i'm going for my walks and listening to you guys whether i'm going through the work that you guys did uh i'm over it by the way you're forgiven it's okay whether i'm spamming the live chat on Twitch and YouTube every Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, by the way. Tune in. Or whether we're sharing memes and sharing our lives in our in our group chats. Uh, you guys mean a lot to me. I love you guys. Seriously. So congratulations on 300 episodes of Kings of the Rings Here's to 300 more. Keep up the great work, everybody, and uh, cheers. Now, it's July 4th, 2002. It's Independence Day. Happy birthday, America. We are live from the TD Garden. I think it's the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. We kick off the show with Lillian Garcia beautifully singing America the Beautiful, and if I can be real here for a minute, I like that song a little bit more than the Star Spangled Banner. But, fortunately for, let's just say non-Americans, <laughs> the un-Americans interrupt America the Beautiful. Like we've all we've had all we can take, 
of this America crap and just saying, stop the singing, stop this, getting booed really hard. Lance Storm asks, uh, do you guys know exactly what you're celebrating? You know, going back from, uh, you know, 1776 and gaining independence from the British or as the British would say on 4th of July, uh, happy treason day on grateful colonials. A lot of this stuff is going to get me in deep shit. And I'm just going to keep keep trudging through here. Uh, and Christian says, considering the ignorance of our youth today, you think that Independence Day is Will Smith saving your country from aliens. Lance Storm says that, you know, America was founded as British colonies and turned its back on the British. You know, Canada still being not under the monarchy, but allies to the British. You Americans are allies to... I'm just keep keeping going here because this this is a very, very short-lived gimmick that got white-hot heat. Maybe a little bit too much heat. Maybe a little bit... Uh, too hot, but, you know, I'm just going to roll through it and enjoy it while I can here. And Lance says that America unleashed its hostilities in the world. World War One, World War Two, Korea. What right did America have in Korea and Vietnam? Oh, yeah, Vietnam's a little bit of a touchy subject. You lost. You were defeated. You're all hypocrites. You don't want the truth. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth! Yeah, that's an old movie reference for all y'all. The world hates America, and we do too. And they all get all across the mic. America sucks! And that brings out American hero Rakishi, who was wrestling Lance Storm right away in the opening contest of this show. And Taz says that, oh, Rikishi's ass is like a firecracker on the 4th of July, Michael Cole. Storm is immediately sent over the top rope. He goes for a bunzai. Oh no, he lands the, the sitting bunzai, just not the one with the ropes. The ref is distracted, and then he drags Lance Storm to the corner for the OG bunzai, the Yokozuna bunzai, if you will. Christian distracts him from the apron, allowing Tess to hit a running big brute from the apron for Lance Storm to win this match. And if I could be serious for a minute, I was actually a big fan of the Un-Americans at this point in time. Uh, I actually went on the WWE.com chat room as Un-American J <laughs> in 2002, and it got me a lot of heat from some of the from some of the American wrestling fans on that show, like, oh, you an American? Guess what? This sexy mamacita doesn't like you. And I care why? <laughs> we have a recap of the John Cena-Kurt Angle match from last week, and then we see legs and ass, stakes to Keebler, knocking on the locker room to bring John Cena to Vince McMahon's office. Next up, it's time to take our asses to church. Oh, my brother, testify. It is Reverend Devon and the Deacon Batista versus Randy Orton and the Big Val Boski. 
Taz then says that the deacon shoulders look like cannibals on the 4th of July, Cole. Yeah, we get it, Taz. It's the 4th of July. No big deal. And we see a promo that The Rock is coming home to SmackDown. What a rocket buster, Cole. Yeah, next week, actually, the great one is making his return to his namesake show. Val tries to work the deacon's knee. It's a clothesline. Devon is then worked over for a good portion of the match. Val tags in Randy Orton to land one of the best drop kicks in the business. And we see Devon land a hangman reverse neck breaker to get a bit of an advantage here. And uh, another drop kick by Randy. And Taz says, that drop kick's got something I don't have, Cole. Height. <laughs> That's a good one. And uh, me too, Taz. He's actually probably taller than I am. And then we see a little bit of foreshadowing here. Orton, Devon, and Batista kind of foreshadowing, in a way, Royal Rumble 2004. Let me explain. Uh, in the opening contest of that show, we had the then Raw Tag Team Champions... Batista and Ric Flair of Evolution defeating the Dudley Boys in a tables match. Why did I put Orton in this? Because Orton was in Evolution 2. Shut up. Then we see a top rope Steiner Bulldog by Randy Orton. I think his dad actually did that move as a finisher as well. Valboski with the Blue Thunder Bomb on, <clears throat> on the Reverend. Orton with that just that snap power slam that he does, just just nice and crisp. Looked a little raggedy in 2002, but, you know, he got a lot better with it. And then Batista gets tagged in, hits the Green Bay plunge on Randy. You know, the, the rolling fireman's carry just without the top rope, without the injuring your opponent there, Mr. Anderson. Clotheslines by Batista, and then he wins the match for his team with a wicked huge spine buster a move that would become very much part of his repertoire over the years backstage vince mcmahon introduces chris jericho to john cena and the three of these men sharing a moment here is going to foresh foreshadow something that's going to happen in about two or three years time you know where vince mcmahon is a judge Wait, did he do a judge thing? I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of one time that Chris Jericho lost a loser release town match to John Cena and is dragged out kicking and screaming, while at the same time, I'm thinking of the time that Vince McMahon fired Eric Bischoff and sent him home in a dumpster. Oh, gee, there's a whole lot of parallel moments going on here. A little bit of, uh, what's that called? The Mandela effect? Yeah, I just definitely had one of those moments just now. Vince asks John Cena where he's from. Well, right here in the Boston area in West Newberry, born and raised, where the playground was where I spent most of my days. That's how the song goes, right? Right? So Chris Jericho is uh, annoyed at the sight of this young rookie, John Cena. He's like, who do you think you are with your, your, your green tights? Nice little haircut. What kind of ruthless aggression do you have? Slap. Shit. 
you hear a bleep, I can only assume it said shit, but since it was UPN, he might have bleeped the word crap. And uh, Chris Jericho was talking about Edge to Vince McMahon a little earlier here, I should have mentioned in this. It's like, yeah, he came out with my pose, my music, my pyro. I want Edge at vengeance. But I want that stupid rookie John Cena tonight. <clears throat> Kurt Angle is interviewed backstage by Mark Lloyd, who has a title match with The Undertaker tonight. And Kurt Angle's like, I'm the poster boy of Ruthless Aggression. Last week, it took me a little longer to to beat, what's that rookie's name? John Cena. But it's because I had the flu, right? Two weeks ago, I pinned The Undertaker. And I made Hulk Hogan tap out. I'm on a roll. And on what better night to win the WWE Undisputed title than July 4th? I'm an American hero. Excuse me. Hydrate yourselves, kids. I represented my country at the Olympics. America doesn't need some tattooed motorcycle riding badass to represent their country. They need someone with intelligence, integrity, and intensity to represent their country. Backstage, Billy and Chuck prepare for their title match by Chuck Palumbo being bent over right in front of the camera and the guys eating hot dogs and Rico getting mad because the guys ate hot dogs. I guess Billy and Chuck were on the Atkins diet here. And then we see a people's moment with The Rock. And it is from January 17th, 2002, I think from an episode of SmackDown, where they're talking about the Royal Rumble. The Rock was in a world title match with Chris Jericho at that show, but you're talking about, I don't know, this cameraman says he's going to win the Rumble, so he puts the camera on the cameraman. It, I don't know. It th That's all they showed from it. I think there was a homophobic joke in there at the end of it about, I don't know. It was weird. So next up here, we have the Tag Team Championships on the line with... Hulk Hogan and Edge challenging Billy and Chuck. Edge here is all smiles. I mean, he can't contain himself. I know a wrestler, you're supposed to kind of be either stone-faced or not sell it. But I guess they'd let Edge off the hook here because he's in the ring with his childhood hero. And, you know, people who are of a certain vintage, like myself, had people like Hulk Hogan as their childhood hero. Yes, Hulk Hogan has said some, let's just say less than favorable things in the eyes of uh, the planet in the past. But he left an impression on kids of the 80s, 90s. <clears throat> if you lived through Hulkamania, I mean, you, you get it. You know, although I am currently wearing a Macho Man Randy Savage shirt because I was a Macho Man guy, it's I, I still understand because 
Hogan was the big thing in wrestling. He helped, you know, bring wrestling into the mainstream with Rock and Wrestling Connection and all that. You know, WrestleMania 1 with Mr. T, Cindy Lauper. You know, they had, you know, Liberace was part of WrestleMania 1. Uh, I'm not saying Hulk Hogan himself bridged that gap. That was more Vince McMahon. But still, Hogan put wrestling in the mainstream in the 80s, much like Steve Austin did in the 90s. So you could understand Edge's, you know, excitement. Plus, he was at WrestleMania 6, that lucky punk. Mind you, I wasn't even six years old when that show came out, so I couldn't have enjoyed it anyways. And tonight's SmackDown is brought to you by Maxim Hair Color for Men. There is a WWE.com Dinner with the Diva contest going on right now, guys. So you could dye your hair and have an awkward dinner with the Diva and probably her agent. No, she's not going to be alone with you, you creep. K-19 and a Widowmaker, some shit movie that I've never seen. And Taco Bell, think outside the bun. Hogan and Chuck, the old WCW pals, start off this show. Taz is talking about Hogan has had success in Boston. Like what? I'm not going to bother Googling this shit, so you got to tell us, Taz. Edge... It's being worked over for a good portion of the match, so you know what that means. Hogan must pose, pal. We see a really wicked spot here from, I believe it was Chuck to Edge. A bulldog to the outside from the apron to the steps. Hot tag to Hulk Hogan, who is doing the three punching and the double noggin knocker and the one, two, three punch, but it's interrupted by a Chuck Palumbo jungle kick. And we now have an appearance from the unofficial mascot of the Fretzel Mania podcast, Herbie, my mom and dad's cat, who came and joined us up here. So shout out to, to my old boy there. Enjoy your treat, buddy. Anyways, Hulk Hogan here gets super kicked by Chuck Palumbo. Edge with a diving double lariat on the tag champs. He goes for the spear. Rico trips him from the apron. And then Rico gets atomic dropped on the barricade by Hulk Hogan. <clears throat> a three punch and a double boot by Edge and Hulk. Hulk lands the leg drop, tells Edge to do one himself. No, Edge, just, Edge does a leg drop himself. Hulk Hogan does one, Edge pins Billy, and we have brand new tag team champions. Oh, and later tonight, we have Tori and Stacy in a bra and panties match. The announcers wanted to let us know that not long after new champions were crowned. Then we see a Raw magazine photo shoot featuring Tori. <clears throat> just because coming up next is chris jericho versus john cena but first we're gonna take a quick commercial break here so stay tuned peeps you, you love so good to me. hey peeps do you want to look so good to me or your friends 
your family, your spouse, or the strangers in the street. Head on over to our merch store on Spring. Link will be in the description below where you can get t-shirts, pullover hoodies, zip-up hoodies, tank tops, beach towels, coffee cups, and so much more of all of your favorite WrestleMania personalities, including myself, the Fretzelmania Collection, the Kings of the Rings Collection with Willie T, King Ricky Rose, and the Queen Bee themselves, DK Murphy, all having their own merch spots as well, as well as Brace for Impact with Nate the Effin Great and the YLP Collection with none other than Mr. YLP himself. If you want to get your fresh summer look going or if you want to kickstart in advance your fall fashion file maximum male model outfit, then check in the link in this description below where you will get access to all of those. And if you're a member of our Patreon, you will get 15% off of said merch. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Chris Jericho versus John Cena. These are two men who would get to know each other quite well over the next several years. John Cena lands a really nice spine buster here. Chris Jericho goes for a top rope nothing right into a really nice drop kick by the rookie. Sunset flip into the walls of Jericho is denied by John Cena. He lands another mahoosive spine buster but then Chris Jericho lands the flashback the sleeper neck breaker with his feet on the ropes to get a cheeky win. Rey Mysterio is reminding us that he is coming. And that he's coming soon. And that he's not going to take seven and a half months to come. <clears throat> Veer. And we have a people's moment where in late 2001, Vince McMahon is about to join the Trish Stratus Kiss My Ass Club. And right before Vince could pucker up on those luscious cheeks. Whoa, 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 whoa. Vince, you're not kissing her ass. You're kissing that ass. Out comes Rikishi. And Vince McMahon gets his face all up in that crack. Like, he might have well have been tossing Rikishi's salad with what that was. Oof, yikes. Last Monday on Raw, recap, we had the NWO dying because they are teasing a new member, Triple H. I believe this is the same Raw as the Jeff Hardy ladder match that I reviewed a couple of months ago. Go back and check that out. That was that was a fun episode and that episode of Raw is historic. You know, a lot of people think that the Bloom was kind of taken off the rose after heck, maybe even after X7. 
But Raw is still putting out some bangers, like, in, even to this day. Like, even, dare I say, even in the Thunderdome era, we still occasionally had some pretty damn good matches. Just, can we knock an hour off of Raw already, though? Seriously, please. I'm glad that I don't review wrestling for a living. I don't ever want to do do this for a living because, you know, the thought of being parked on my keister for, let's see, three hours of Raw, two hours of Dynamite, two hours of SmackDown, and anything other in between. Yeah, that's a little bit too much sitting for my taste. You know, I've been actually parked in this chair for the better part of an hour and a half, and I'm aching to go for a walk so I can catch up on my podcast listening here. <clears throat> but anyways, yeah, NWO is teasing a new member, that being Triple H. Will it happen? We'll have to wait and find it. No, it it, it, it doesn't. I mean, SummerSlam 02, that's, <clears throat> that's coming down the pipeline. That's coming later in the year, so have to wait and find out. Speaking of SummerSlam 02, uh, my good brother Kyle from the Apron Bump podcast just recently reviewed that as well, so go check it out. Jamie Noble is uh, showing Nidia the new Double Wide, Double Deep trailer that he bought for her with his Cruiserweight championship money because being the cruiserweight champion makes you richer than the other cruiserweights on the show that aren't champ yeah what what's with this seriously this is funny i mean i'm not gonna i'm gonna be real here this is fucking hilarious but the idea that the champion is making more money than Insert other wrestler here who's not a champion, like, you know, Jamie Noble's not making more money than Chris Jericho, but, you know, Chris Jericho isn't living in Sunnyvale Trailer Park. So, well, actually, you know, Chris Jericho probably told you would do that at some point, because Trailer Park Boys, I mean, they're starting to become a thing around this time in 2002. And it's like, look at all this stuff. Look at all this different types of furniture and and groceries. And the best of all, look at this. Rotting water. It's as if he struck gold. Where did you live before this? I mean, I understand sometimes not having running water as... <coughs> much of my family were farmers, excuse me, but we weren't like that bad where you turn on the tap and nothing comes out. But then again, this is a trailer and this is a trailer park, so running water in a trailer is probably somewhat amazing. It's oh, and look at this, babe, it's the best pot. And they go down this hallway into what, what can I assume is a trailer at Sunnyvale again and it's a really big bed in a really big bedroom and they go there to bang lovely yeah I, I oh, I'm gonna enjoy this uh 
this Jamie Noble King of the Trailer Park run, this friggin' uh, who is he? He, he? He's basically Ricky for the Trailer Park Boys, just maybe just a scooch uh, smarter. Get, get, get me the chicken fingers, the fucking good kind. Eight bucks a box. Jeez, eight bucks a box for chicken fingers? Sign me up. Holy jeez, inflation. Tori versus Stacy in a bra and panties match. Oh my god. Tori comes out with the Golden Thong Award. At least it isn't the <clears throat> Not Fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal Trophy that looked like uh, the female reproductive organ. So, Subway presents Vengeance. Yes, I'm eventually going to get to review that. It's just, you know, uh, this little thing called time. And not the band. Oh, we, oh, we, yo. Oh, I think I want to know you, know you. Yeah, what? Hey, can I get a knuckle back? 15 bucks, little man. Put that shit in my... Can you tell I'm excited for Clerks 3? Seriously. Uh, I dropped that uh, trailer in our group chat and uh, it got... Uh, yeah, it gonna be good. Oh, and by the way, Tori wins the brown panties match after a hot shot on the ropes and taking uh, Stacey's pants off. <clears throat> Yay. Taker is interviewed backstage, referencing some grueling match that he had this week. Oh yeah, that was the ladder match with Jeff Hardy. Climb the ladder, kid. Make yourself famous. He talks about The Rock's return. And <clears throat> the, 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 he doesn't like it, basically. So, we have a really good back-and-forth match here where, you know, Tombstone countered into the ankle lock. For a really, really long time here. And then finally, you know, Undertaker gets out of it. We see an angle slam. Taker gets his foot on the ropes. Angle locks in the ankle lock yet again. But Taker gets out of it. And then, selling his one knee, the Undertaker lands a choke slam. Goozle! On Kurt Angle, but could only really put pressure on one of his legs. So it was... Kind of like a shaky knee, choke slam here. It, it, it had an interesting visual, I'll have to say that. And then the last ride, Taker up, Taker has Angle up for the last ride. But Kurt Angle reverses into a triangle choke, into not quite a Kimura, but more of a triangle. That's triangle choke, Cole. That's a, that's a jujitsu hold. Shout out to my brother who just got his blue belt in jujitsu, and uh, yeah, this, with this triangle choke, we see Kurt Angle's shoulders are kind of down on the mat. The referee counts the pin, but right before the referee hits the third, the third fall, Undertaker taps out. What? Taker tapping out. There's no way. This is a dusty finish here, folks. This is a... All the referees convene and say, this guy won. No, this guy won. We see video replay after video replay trying to get the timing right. It's worse than a coach's challenge in hockey, which, in my mind, absolutely, completely ruined the sport. You can ask me. And... Eventually, the refs convene, and this 
fuck it. This match is a draw. Boo. Boo. Interesting use of the dusty finish here. And if I, if I could go back into the replay, I'm like, uh, no, Angle should be the champ right here because Taker tapped. And, well, yeah, I mean, you're in a submission hold. Your shoulders weren't really... They did this finish again. I, th I think they did a finish like this a little later. Or at least Kurt Angle did with somebody. I remember it happening at, le at least another time. Construction going on outside the house, but <laughs> that's okay. I'm about to wrap this up. So, with that dusty finish, we see some controversy heading into, into Vengeance. But, you know, it's not, it's not quite yet. We're not quite there, folks. So that'll do it for this episode of Fretzelmania. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and although I don't use it as often as I, I did in the past, TikTok at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. Be sure to follow the rest of us. On Russell Attic Radio, Addict underscore Russell on Twitter, Russell Attic Radio on Instagram, uh, Kings of the Rings podcast live stream every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. About 7:30, 7:45 is uh, pre-show where you know you shoot the shit, you talk about probably baseball, and with uh, with us all up in the chat. Kings of the Ring, KOTR 300, Dark Side of the Kings. is It's going to be coming gone by the time you hear this, but hey, again, cheers to 300 episodes of Kings of the Rings. I believe they're having on uh, Aunt Stefano, you know, Rant Foundation, Rant with Ant, uh, most recently Elite POV, and, you know, big shout out to, to good brother Ant as well. The Young Lions Perspective, kicking off your weekend with your with your wrestling news. And good brother Nate the Effin' Great with Brace for Impact, where he is reviewing a little bit of old school, uh, a little bit of modern TNA Impact Pro Wrestling in there as well. So give us all a listen. Go to our Patreon page. You know, there's not a lot of Patreon content happening there right now, but if you want some of our merch, you get a discount code. But there's also a back catalog of stuff like Fretz's Fave 5, the 20 bell salute and so so much more so until then folks keep your stick on the ice and have a wonderful day cheers